everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. Today is May 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On today's episode, I'm talking to country music power couple, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. The two co-star is James and Margaret Dutton, the couple at the heart of 1883, Taylor Sheridan's limited series spinoff of his hit Paramount Plus show, Yellowstone. McGraw and Hill talk about getting down and dirty in the mud, their sexy bathtub scene, and wonder if we'll ever see more of James and Margaret. Plus, McGraw reveals what happened when he auditioned for Mark Wahlberg's part opposite George Clooney in The Perfect Storm. And Hill recalls auditioning for director Anthony Minghella for Cold Mountain. I'll have my chat with McGraw coming up shortly, but first, let's take a look at this week's Just for Variety column. Is Bridgerton star Nicola Cochlin going to be in the Margot Robbie-led Barbie movie? Sure sounds like it. It all began with speculation that Cochlin would be on the next season of Doctor Who after she was photographed at the BAFTA TV Awards with Shuti Gatwa. Just minutes before the photo was taken, it was announced that the sex education actor would be the new doctor. Gatwa posted a pic of himself and Cochlin on his Instagram with a caption reading, A Pair of Dolls. He also included a boy and a girl emoji and a pair of eyes next to Cochlin's name. However, Cochlin insists there's no doctor in her future. I'm not going to be on Doctor Who, she told me on Sunday at Netflix Bridgerton FYC event at Raleigh Studios here in L.A. We're doing something together, but it's not Doctor Who. Cochlin then teased that Gatwa had already been announced for the mystery project, but she had not. Turns out, Gatwa is among the star-studded cast of Barbie. His pair of dolls hint certainly looks like an homage to the Mattel icon, don't you think? Also in this week's column, find out what Queer Eye star Anthony Porowski had to say when he was honored by LGBTQ plus youth organization GLSEN at its annual Respect Awards. Read Just for Variety in this week's issue of the magazine or online at Variety.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Tim McGraw. The country singer and actor stars as James Dutton in 1883, Taylor Sheridan's limited series spinoff of his hit Paramount Plus show, Yellowstone. James's wife, Margaret, is played by McGraw's real-life spouse, Faith Hill. The story takes place when the Duttons make their way west from the south to try to put the Civil War behind them and make a better life for themselves and their children. Here is Tim McGraw. Howdy. Howdy. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? 
I am good. No complaints. Very excited to talk to you. You as well. 1883 is so good. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like it. But why is it limited? Wow. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I, they just had the, the idea of jumping a generation ahead, you know, and, and which, which um, in some ways is good. Um, Cause it was, it was a lot of hard work and it was a long time and long days and six days a week and a lot of shooting and a lot out in the Ellis, but it was, it was so much fun at the same time. So it's sort of a, a 50, 50 toss up in my mind of do I, did I want to do it again or was it too much work to do? And, and plus I was doing some shows in the middle of it. Like I would work till five or six in the afternoon and then fly out and go do a concert and get home at three in the morning and be up at four and start all over again. So it was, it, if, if I were to do that again, I wouldn't be doing shows at the same time. That's for sure. That, that's, that's nuts. I mean, yeah, it was a little nuts for a while. Yeah. But does it put you though in that frame of mind of James of just being I imagine James was exhausted all the time. Well, you know, that was part of the, when, when Taylor and I first started talking before we started shooting, um, to me, it was, it was, um, you know, I, I want this guy to look like, cause in all honesty, I, I can't imagine when James would have ever slept. I mean, with all that he had on his mind, all the worries, all, all the lookout that he had to do and constantly being aware of what was going on and paying attention to somebody showing up and, and, and destroying his family and the wagon train and everything else. I wanted as the show progressed, I want him to look more and more haggard and more and more tired and more and more sleep deprived. And, and I, I think we accomplished that. When I, look back. I literally, I turned to my husband at one point. I said, could you imagine what they really smelled like back in the day? And there's even a few times James refers to how badly he smells. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, you know, there were a few times that my wife forced me to take a shower <laughs> while we were shooting because, you know, I wanted to stay in character as best I could. I was just going to say, you're like faith. It's method. I'm real yeah. method. Yeah. She's, I don't care about method. You stink. <laughs> how, how did how did the project did the project come to the two of you together separately? How was the pitch? It was interesting. Um. You know, and I'm going to get the timing wrong because as everybody knows over the last two or three years, oh, no. time is like in this black hole void that we can't figure out. But um, I was sitting at home and I, my phone rang and it was this number I didn't recognize. And typically I don't answer those numbers because you never know who it's going to be. And so, but I answered it and it, it was Taylor Sheridan. He says, Tim, is this Tim McGraw? And I said, yes, it is. He said, hey, this is Taylor Sheridan. And of course, we were huge Yellowstone fans. Faith and I started watching Yellowstone from the very first night of the very first episode and was hooked on it. So he, we started talking and small talking a little bit, talking about horses and riding and all that stuff. And, and then he said, you know, I want you to come on and do a guest appearance on Yellowstone. Would you be interested? And I said, you know, I would be interested in it only if it was something really cool. Because, you know, I don't want to be like some singing cowboy that comes through the bunkhouse and gets taken to the train station. You know, I don't, I don't want to be another one of the, I don't want to, you know, Ryan Bingham's really good at that. And I don't want to be that, come in and do that, that again. Cause I don't know if I can outdo him in, in either category, but um, so if you come up with something cool, I'd be interested in it. He said, give me a week. And so a week later he called and 
And he had this idea of doing flashbacks on Yellowstone of, of me being the original Dutton who founded the Yellowstone Ranch. And I said, well, I like that. That's really interesting. He said, well, give me another week to write it and I'll call you back. So he calls me back a week later. He says, look, he says, you're going to have a wife in this. He says, do you think Faith would be interested in it? So I asked her and I called him back. He said, yeah, let's, we talked about it. We were like, you know, we'll go spend a couple of weeks in Montana. We'll shoot a couple of flashbacks. We'll have fun. We like the show. That'll be the end of it. So we went and shot them. They went really well. I get home and a couple of months later, Taylor calls me and says, this was around, I guess, October we shot. And so around December, I get a call from Taylor and he goes, look, I just showed the flashback scenes to the studio and uh, they want to buy a whole series on this. He said, are you interested? And I said, what? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm interested. We're, we're interested, but um, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's read the story first. <laughs> And work on the deal and see what all happens and see what and just see how it fleshes out. And then when we started getting the episodes in and started reading the episodes, we were just floored by the writing. He's just such an incredible talent. The way the worlds that he builds are just just amazing. And um, this story was to me was it, it was McMurtry. It was uh, it was just poetic. It was um, Elsa's um, um, narration throughout the entire series was just pure poetry. I mean, I would love to see sort of a coffee table book with her narration written out with pictures from the show. I mean, I, it, that's how good it was. And, and Faith and I, we never, you know, once, once we started reading, we knew we wanted to do it. And, um, and it fell at a great time because I couldn't tour at the time because of COVID was going on. So I wasn't work out touring or anything. I was, you know, sort of working on an album and Faith wasn't working at the time. Um, so it fell at a good spot for us. We had no idea what we were getting into, but it <laughs> fell, fell in a good spot for us. And um, we we just we just really when we started reading the scripts, we just we fell in love with it. And uh, we just felt like it was just something that we really we had to do because we'd never worked together like that before. And, excuse me. And having the opportunity to do that and work together and and be on set every day together and. You know, she'd only done two movies before. I've done a little bit more, but not a whole lot more. And uh, so we we sat down and before we signed the contract, we sort of looked at each other and I, I told her three things. I said, first, um, once we sign this, we're not the boss anymore. We're hired hands. <laughs> Secondly, we're never going to be comfortable this entire shoot. It's either going to be burning hot, freezing cold. We're going to be in the elements. We're going to be driving wagons or riding horses, which I grew up riding. So I was fine with. And uh, thirdly, we have a big obstacle to overcome. What we don't want and the biggest obstacle for us to 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 reach and overcome is people seeing Tim and Faith on screen. And that's going to be the biggest issue. And then there are people going to, that are going to wonder why we're doing it and kind of root for us not to not to fail. So we're going to have to overcome that as well. And um, so we. We decided that the only way to beat that is just, just just to go be as good as we can be, and um, and so we sort of gave each other a high five and a kiss and signed the contract. But then you got to get into a bathtub naked together with a whole crew watching. I know, right? All right, no. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of practice at that though. So, no, <laughs> that has to be awkward. They know you're a real life couple. You're acting, but obviously, you don't have to do a chemistry read. We know your chemistry is going to be off the charts. But is there a moment where you're like, okay, this is a little too meta for me right now? Yeah, it was. It was, it, I think for Faith more than me. I mean, I think 
you know, for me, it was, it was just, you know, we're working and, and, but we know how to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think for faith, it was a little more like, give me some more bubbles. <laughs> I need some more bubbles in here or something. It's just, it's getting a little too. She had all that hair. She had that I know. Hair. Right. <laughs> I know. But it, but it turned out to be a really great scene. Uh, we, and we, we enjoyed doing it. Uh, it at first it was nerve wracking, but once we, got into it and really started working on it it sort of became natural to us you know another thing that we never did was we never ran our scenes together um Mm. on purpose we we read the scripts to each other like when when the scripts would come in we'd laid in bed like i would read an entire script to her and she would read an entire script to me and we'd go back and forth but we never worked on scenes together um mainly because we wanted it to be fresh, but we didn't want to bring Tim and Faith. We wanted to bring our chemistry, of course, but we didn't want Tim and Faith to show up in the scene. That will, We felt like if we worked on our scenes together at home, then Tim and Faith would show up on screen. So we wanted it to just be James and Margaret every time that we showed up. So how often over the years did the two of you get pitched? Like, I've got the best movie for you guys. I've got the best TV movie. I imagine those scripts came or those cockamamie ideas came along a few times there's been a few of them i mean not as many as you would think but but a few um i'm, I'm sure probably more will come now <laughs> now which is, is is almost like um well now it's a little too late to do that again but but if, if some, i think if something came along we would certainly look at it if it was it was the right project i imagine someone has come to you wanting to do the mcgraw hill reality show uh, I, that that's off the chart. That'd be no, no. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. It's pretty boring, actually. We 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 like if we're not working, we like to just be at home and cook dinner and watch TV. <laughs> so, how much of the story did you know? Did, when were all those scripts done? Because obviously, for the viewer, you know, we know people are going to die, and it's shocking when certain people die. When. Mm-hmm. Did you know full in advance exactly how the story is going to play out or were you surprised each week? No, no, we had uh, we had the entire season before we started shooting and kn- knew where it was going to go. And um, I, in fact, probably the hardest part was I think we episode four or five. Um, Taylor, Elsa and I and some of the crew flew up to Montana and shot nine and ten or at least ten. Um, before we shot like six, seven, and eight. So we jumped way ahead to shoot the very last, that very last scene of the show, which is so heartbreaking. Um, so we jumped ahead to do that and then went back and started over again. So that was probably one of the most challenging parts of shooting it, other than the physical stuff that we had to do. And did they, did they tell you right away, this is limited, this isn't? Not right away. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, Taylor is such a spontaneous writer. I mean, he certainly has always has ideas mulling in the back of his head. So, but he's so spontaneous and he's one of these guys that he thinks about it, thinks about it, thinks about it. Then he sits down and in a week writes something. I mean, it's just that kind of process for him. And he's such a genius at it. Um, So I don't know that they had really thought about too far ahead about where it was going to go. I know that at the beginning, we had talked about how many seasons it was going to be and all those sorts of things. And then I think about halfway through is is uh, when we started here. And, you know, I think that we're going to jump to 1932 because there's only so many in reality. And, and it makes sense to me. Look, we've done all the river crossings, all the snake bites, all the shootouts, you know, just about everything that you can do in a Western we did in the first season. So I don't know how you could continue to do that 
for another season and make it interesting. What's amazing also is James is very progressive. I imagine. You know, it's, I'm, I'm not a historian on this time period, but the fact that she, he was putting his daughter on that horse to say, you know what, come with me and the guys. That's pretty, I mean, that, that's, a, that's way before his time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he, he was very progressive in that sense. It was, he was also, I mean, to be so concerned about his daughter and, and, he, and he loved his daughter, so he loved his family so much. And, and I think to have all that concern and still put her in those positions means that he had a lot of trust in her ability. And same with his wife, Margaret, and, and they all trusted each other so completely and so much. Um, but yeah, I think he was progressive. And I also think that um, he was running from a world that he didn't believe in. I mean, you know, when you see the flashbacks of the civil war that he was involved in, I, in my mind, I don't think that he felt like he was fighting for the right reasons. I felt like he was just forced into that war like a lot of people were, were at that time. I certainly think, as well as Shay, Sam's character, I mean, there was certainly PTSD involved that nobody really knew about back then. So I think it, 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 there was a, a part of him that wanted to create create a new world, which is why he treated Elsa the way he treated Elsa and trusted Elsa the way he trust, trusted Elsa, trusted his wife the way he trusted his wife, believed in strong women and believed he had strong women around him and trusted them. I, I think he was running from a world and wanted to find a, sort of an untainted place to raise his family. And he was outrun, trying to outrun his ghost, which nobody could ever do, but I think he was searching for that. What was it like doing those flashback scenes and having that hair that you could just... Oh, I know, I looked like Sasquatch <laughs> walking across that across that thing. It was, it was kind of nice. It reminded me of my early career when I had the mullet. <laughs> and now it's like I got the five head going on instead of the forehead. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, just a fun question for you. Do you remember the first audition you ever went on? I do. What was it for? It was, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie now. Mark Wahlberg and 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 uh, George Clooney. Oh, uh, about the about being sword fisherman. Oh, uh, you'll think of it eventually, and I will too. I can't think of it. I but, will. Um, I want to say tsunami, but it's not. It's, no, no, but it was about them having a big, yeah. having a big, them caught in a hurricane. The perfect storm was that. The perfect storm. Was? That's yeah, it. perfect storm. So I read from Mark Wahlberg's part. You did. Yeah. Um, and early on, and I, of course, I didn't get the part, and I uh, got offered another part in it, but I, I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do one of the main parts, but uh, didn't get it. So that was the first thing I actually, actually went in and read for. Um, and then uh, the other thing I read for was which I actually got the part was Friday night lights. Right. And, um, and that was a long story. Um, Pete Berg, who didn't know who I was, I, I had the script and I didn't read it for a long time. And finally, you know, I, I've been offered a lot of things, you know, you know, people want, when you, when you start being successful in, in one part of the industry, in this part of the industry that they, they want to do stunt casting all the time. They want to, throw somebody who's a star in something else and just do a little blip of somebody. And, you know, so I got offered a lot of that when my career first started taking off and, and, and I was always interested in acting, but my, my fear was that, you know, I'm doing pretty well at this music thing. And um, the worst thing you can do is go suck at something else. 
and then ruin this thing that you got going <laughs> on. So, you know, and, and then part of being a musician is, you know, being cool, you know, being on stage and being cool and all that stuff. And if you go act, there's a lot of times that, that call for being cool. It just calls for being an actor. So I, I wasn't quite, I didn't ever think I was quite wanting to take that leap and take that chance to destroy my other career by sucking at something else. And um, <laughs> then I read the script for Friday Night Lights and sort of fell in love with it. And growing up in the South and being an athlete and, and being around ballparks and ball fields my whole life, I knew that guy. I'd seen that guy. I'd lived with that guy, you know, as my stepdad for a little bit, part of that. So I, I sort of knew that character. And so when I read it, I really wanted to do it. And um, so I got, I tracked down Pete Berg and we went and had coffee and he really had seriously had no idea who I was. And I had some success at that time. I and mean, he, he, he had, I don't think he'd ever heard a country song. Uh, and so, um, he, he brushed me off and brushed me off and brushed me off. And then I kept calling him. He says, you know, I've already given the part away. And he actually had given the part away to, to another singer in another genre, actually. I don't say who was. But finally, he, they had moved all their headquarters down to Austin. They were about to start shooting. And I called him and says, look, I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying down to your office and I'm going to, I'm going to read for you. He goes, well, I, I hung up. And <laughs> so I got on a plane. I flew down. I walked into his office and read a scene. And then shook his hand and said, thank you. And I left. And the very next day, Faith and I were flying to Paris to shoot a video, a duet video together. We got to Paris. We landed. We walked into the hotel. The phone rang. I picked it up, and it was Billy Bob Thornton. He says, you know, I think you're going to get a call from Pete Berg a little bit later. Wow. And sure enough, two hours later, I got a call from Pete, and I got the part. That's determination. <laughs> well, determination, stupidity, <laughs> luck. <laughs> You know, all those things come on. Don't be so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're back to you're back to touring now. Yeah. You're comfortable with it? You you nervous? I am. You know, uh, we just finished our second weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> and everything. I have, you know, the best band and crew in the world. I mean, they're just fantastic. And and it, we're, we're just going out and playing a lot of hits this year. Just, you know, just slamming them and slamming them with hits. And it's really nice to be back out. You know, the hardest part when we were shooting 1883 and flying out and doing shows, these one-off shows, you know, some festivals and some fairs and stuff like that, was having this script in my head, having these songs in my head, having this dyed beard that I had to grow. And because my, my beard's dyed. Oh, my beard's white. I mean, I'm telling you, my, when I grow mine out, it's completely white. So. <laughs> The hardest part was keeping that thing dyed. So showing up and doing a show and having this big old beard on, and I'd put on like 10 pounds during the filming of the show just to look more like the part. And so to show up and put on these tight jeans and have this big, dark, dyed beard and have the script in my head and trying to remember words, I just didn't feel comfortable at all. It was just, it was, it was like tough to do. Now to be sort of back into real life for me, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, we've had great couple of weekends. The band sounds in top form. We feel like we're like right in the mid season already. So it's only going to get better from here. You said uh, for Friday Night Lights, you knew that world. Obviously, you grew up like that. You, yeah. you know, that, did you know the world of 1883? I think people just assume, oh, you're a cowboy. You know horseback riding. But did did you did you feel like you knew James right away, or did it take some time? 
I think right away I felt like I knew James. I mean, luck, well, here, luckily we had those flashback scenes in Yellowstone, which gave me a little bit of a head start, although it was 10 years later than 18. So the flashbacks were like 1892 or something like that. So, but it gave me a, an opportunity to, to explore James a bit. And once we started shooting, like, like I said before, I grew, I could ride before I could walk. So I grew up horseback riding. I rode high school rodeo when I was a kid in high school and all that stuff. So I was very familiar with horses. I hadn't done it in a while, but it came back pretty quickly. So that part was, was the easy part. I think there was in the first episode, you know, I, I felt like I found James pretty quickly in, in reading and I'd read the script a hundred times before we started shooting. So I felt like I'd found him, but in the first episode, there was a scene where my daughter's being raped in a hotel room and I kill the guy and I'm in the hallway yelling at everybody. And then I lean against the wall or James leans against the wall and you can see all over his face that he's just now realized what he's put his, the, the, the peril that he's put his family in mm -hmm. and has he made the right decision? And I think at that moment, I, I, I think I found the trajectory of James's character. That was a, a real sort of aha moment for me as an actor in that scene. And it sort of and it propelled, propelled who I thought James was throughout the rest of the season. Mm. Do you think you look like Kevin Costner? No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I, I don't look like Kevin Costner, uh, unfortunately. You guys have to do one of those like 23 and me DNA tests to see if you actually do have I mean, any kind of cross connection anywhere. Yeah. I think I think luckily for Kevin that uh he had he had a Margaret's jeans in him instead of James's. <laughs> yes, Kevin, you look so much like Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> if they do come to you and say, you know what, we do want to do a season like a full-on season two, will you do it? Um, well, I think it would be a little late now on this because they've already got 1930. But I think, you know, a few years down the road, if they decided to revisit it, it'd be something yeah. interesting to, to, to look at. flashbacks. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know about flashbacks. I, I, I you know, I, I felt like that these characters were so ingrained in everybody now, and that season worked so well, and the story was so well told that I'm not sure that flashbacks would be the way they go for our mm -hmm. characters. But I think down the road, if we were to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to go, 10 or 15 years later, or maybe 1900 or something and, and go back to, to you guys as being older and, and the ranch being established. That, that might be something interesting. Yeah. What, what's, what's your dream project? Are you someone who dreams about doing a musical movie? I'd ask this, of course, to a lot of musicians that, you know, we had country strong, which I loved. Oh, thank you. I love doing that movie. Yeah. Love that movie. Great. I love love working with Gwyneth and love working with Garrett Hedlund, who's one of my best friends, and I also think is a superb actor. Yeah. Would you want to do a full-on movie musical? No. <laughs> no. I wouldn't want to do I mean, look, I would I would consider something if it if it was along the lines of I, you know, maybe um Stars Born or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. um you don't want to you don't want to do Oklahoma. No, I I and, and, I, and I wouldn't want to do a musical on Broadway either. I mean, I would I would love to do Broadway, but I'd like to do yeah. something dramatic. But I wouldn't want to sing on Broadway. Why not? Because you have to do it seven, six nights a week, twice on Sunday, and you have to be spot on all the time. And, uh, you know, when you're playing live, 
You did 18, you did 1883. What did you say? You would get up at three in the morning, do 1883, then go to a concert. You could do a musical on Broadway. Well, I don't sell so short. I'm not selling myself short. I just don't know that I'd want to, would want to do it. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you looked at Broadway stuff? Have you looked at live theater? Uh, there's been a few things tossed around that are interesting, you know. Uh, but like I said, it's it's pure. It'd be purely drama um, yeah. and not anything with music in it. Nothing like a Bruce Springsteen sort of. No, I mean, look, there's only a handful of guys that could pull something like that. Well, probably you could count on one hand the amount of guys who could pull something like that off. Bruce Springsteen, definitely number one. And, you know, I Bruce is a friend of mine and I've known him for years. He's one of my favorite artists, top favorite artists of all time, but also one of my top favorite people of all time. He's somebody that's just a real guy. And um, when we went and saw his show on Broadway, it's probably one of the best things I've ever seen. And uh, I can't imagine anybody else being able to pull that off. Maybe one or two people that could pull something like that off. But but uh, it'd be hard to beat Bruce Springsteen to something like that. He's just such a great storyteller. Who do you still want to sing with? That would be my dream duet was with Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Absolutely. I, I would. Why hasn't it happened? I, I You know, it's just um, right songs, right timing, you know, right everything. You know, when, when I think. I don't want, I never want to do duets with anybody unless they're meaningful, unless they're substantial and unless they're perfect. Um, and I think he feels the same way. I mean, if you, if you're going to pull that trigger, you better be damn sure that it's the right song and the right project. So what TV shows are you watching? Everyone's watching 1883, but what do you watch? <laughs> I hope everyone's watching 1883. Um, I, I'd have to say, gosh, uh, we just finished dope sick, which we really love. That's light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really light. Yeah. But, uh, I, man, I tell you, Succession's probably my favorite in a long time. That's probably one of my favorite shows in a long time. There's just something so, uh, like disturbing about it <laughs> that, that I really like. I mean, it's, it's just, those characters are just so well done. I, I, that's probably my favorite over the last few years, but there's been a lot that I've liked. And Yellowstone is very similar. And oh, it is. Bad. Well, Yellowstone right off the bat reminded me of Godfather. Right off the bat, it yeah. was kind of like a Western Godfather, you know, with with Casey had been in the army and coming back. And now he's going to be I mean, it's it's got a lot of Godfather's kind of stuff to it. Well, Tim, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Congratulations. And um, I'm hoping for a season season two. <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it deserves a season two. I want to know. I mean, we know who dies, obviously, but right. I want to. I want to see what happens with James and Margaret. Yeah, it's it's it, there. There's an interesting storyline that can show up. Maybe maybe a couple of years down the road. And what's great is Margaret. I love that James acknowledges that Margaret's the boss. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's that's that was pretty easy for me. <laughs> that's pretty much real life. <laughs> As you'll find out when you talk in just a few minutes. In a few minutes. Well, Tim, thank you so much. Thank you. Good and, talking uh, to you. Good luck with touring. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. That was Tim McGraw. We're going to take a quick break right now, but when I return, I'm talking with Faith Hill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Just the Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Shortly after I talked with Tim McGraw, it was time to chat with Faith Hill. Find out what she had to say about that bathtub scene with her hubby and the sometimes very unpleasant and somewhat stinky shooting conditions. Plus, she remembers auditioning for Cold Mountain for director Anthony Minghella and the time she was in talks to star as Mary Poppins on Broadway. Here's Faith Hill. Hi, how are you? My God, it's so nice to see you. So nice to see you. You look very handsome. Oh, thanks. Any powder? No. I'm going to put my glasses on. <laughs> you look great. What do you think? I trust your opinion because look at you. You are styling and profiling. Oh, thank you. Um, as I just said to your lovely husband, 1883 is good stuff. Thank you. Why is it only one season? No, right? Yeah. But it was just, where do you go from there? Where do you go from the end? I leave that to to Taylor. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. We should do that. He is the writer for sure. (laughs) So Tim was telling me that he first spoke to Taylor and then Taylor said, you know, this guy, James has a wife, Margaret. Do you want to talk to Faith about it? He spoke to you about it. Did you say yes right away? Were you like, oh, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> well, um, that was for the flashback uh, for Yellowstone. And I did I did say yes. I said, as long as I get to do something really exciting, like shoot someone or <laughs> <laughs> something that I've never done before. I, wanted, uh, I said yes right away. It was fun to, to go to Montana and have that experience with Tim and and Taylor and uh, of course we love Yellowstone and yeah it was good it was fun it was cold it was really cold. Well, that was that's I know people have asked you about this and I can't help but ask because I said it to my husband when we were watching. I said, "Could you imagine what those people smell like?" <laughs> I said the same thing. It's true though. I mean, that's not what you think about when because you're trying to survive. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't, you just think about trying to stay warm and not get sick and not get killed, not get run over by a wagon. Yeah. yeah but I, I actually did think the same thing. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Um, listen, we, you know, it's luxury problems. We get, I love, I think it's, what is it? The second episode when Margaret's like, Oh, I heard about this hotel in New York. Yeah. Yeah. A moment because obviously it's setting it up where obviously the world is changing mm-hmm. and things like that are happening. But then again, I talked to Tim about it, but you guys kind of get in that bathtub in front of a crew. I know. Right. I, th- I thought I was pretty, um, that was tough. That was a, that, although the, they made it comfortable, Taylor made the, it comfortable for, 
us. Um, well, for me, Tim was like, let's do it. Yeah, jump in. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, need to, don't need to cover that up. Just let everybody see. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a little uncomfortable with that that scene. However, I think it it was beautifully shot and they handled it well. And um, it, it was actually really fun to do. It was fun. Although I was, you know, it's like, don't, don't be mean to me. I have this, you know, this razor here. Those things are legit. I don't know. Have you ever used one of those? The, uh, were, you really, were you really shaving him? Well, I mean, in my mind, yes, I was. <laughs> Margaret was shaving him. She was indeed. <laughs> that day she wanted to slice his throat, but yeah, she was shaving him. <laughs> his very, he was telling me his very black dyed beard. He said it's yeah. white. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful white. It has grown in, you know, it's uh he makes the um what is it called? The peppered peppered hair when your hair is dark and then salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Thank you. Yes, salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is gonna be. I don't know. Hopefully it's not edited and this people are getting us as we are, okay? That's you fine. and you and me. So <laughs> Let's talk about Margaret. I love the fact that it's very obvious to her, her and to her husband, James, that Margaret's the boss. Mm-hmm. Which is a very, at least from my eyes, a very progressive couple for that time. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, the fact that when, during that period of time, um, any person, any human who had been through what most of the people living back during that time period, the war, you know, the, the civil war, uh, the great depression, all of these things that happened, obviously the great depression happened afterwards. So I was thinking about my parents, when you have gone through something that is so, um, life-changing in every single way possible, like Margaret was a nurse in the civil war. So at 17, she was actually maybe a little bit younger than that. Um, a nurse, uh, in, for the soldiers coming back. Imagine that I think about our own daughters and think, okay, that is, um, that's a lot to process at that age. You have mm-hmm. to have a certain, it, 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 um, allows you to grow up a lot faster and see things that most people probably, probably never see. And then um, while James was a prisoner of war, uh, I, Margaret's job was, she was also pregnant, but also to take care of the farm. And I grew up with my mom and dad were gardeners, uh, not as a hobby, but that's how we ate. Like we, every morning, every afternoon, when they came home from work, it, the first thing they did and the last thing was work in that garden. And yes, my brothers and I had to help pick and harvest and all that. Hated it, but <laughs> loved eating that food. It was so good. Um, and I only learned to respect it once uh, once I became an adult. So I, I feel that um, you said Margaret was the boss. I think Margaret believed in you. You want to support your significant another, your husband. I, I, I saw that this dream of his um, was important and I thought it would be, you know, you just, you're, we're going to tackle this as a family and you 
You do what you have to do in order to make that happen. Now, as things progressed throughout the story, as you all know, a lot of things start to change. And then it becomes like, okay, where is the, there's, there's the dream, there's the ambition, there's the goal, but then there's also the reality. Reality. (laughs) And like, I think that's when um, Margaret, it probably becomes a little bit uh, more vocal about those issues. Because for me, as playing her, um, the first few episodes, each time there was a different reveal of her character. Mm -hmm. And I I think it, which I, at first, when I I remember discussing this with Taylor, I just, I I thought, can we see more of that sooner? And Mm -hmm. that's also what I learned. I learned so much from everyone on set. All the actors were so amazing. And of course, Tim, he's an incredible actor and, and, and watching him work, uh, you just have to learn it's, it's the process. I mean, these things are happening as if I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next scene, supposedly. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. So it was a reveal for her in a way that, that, that was graceful and at times necessary, aggressive, and you're doing anything to save your family, no matter what it takes. And that time period was life or death. Mm. So those were the choices. Well, what's amazing also, though, is James is very progressive when it comes to his daughter. How many men during that time period would put their daughter on on a horse and say, come with us to go rattle up some cattle or put that yeah. gun in her holster? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think when you are when you're raised, um, it was very progressive. However, her skills, he knew her of her skills. Mm. I think that's important. You don't just grab a gun and start shooting it without knowing anything about it. You need to respect it, first of all. Um, so I, I believe that James knew of his of Elsa's skills. She was a great writer and um, intelligent. She uh, She's still a young woman exploring, growing, and the things that happen naturally. Uh, and there was no one else to be honest, there to, to fill that space. And he knew that she had what it took to do, get the job done. And, and, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure James or yeah, Tim <laughs> would be better answering this, this question. But from my perspective, looking at his character, I think he probably was like, Oh, Oh, okay. But this is what has to happen. I'm sure it broke it. I know it broke his heart and was terrified because anything bandits and everything could go wrong. And it did. Um, so you have to, but, but that's what the choice was. That was, that's how we survived. We needed that help. And uh, he knew she could handle it. What do you like about Margaret? What do I like about her? Yeah. She's a badass. no no i I mean oh gosh i didn't mean to say that i'm so sorry for cussing on i apologize (laughs) you know you know what show you're on right i do i do but still yeah i mean look she was a pragmatic um care love her family uh was hard worker and uh I, i just um there was so much I loved about her. She just was ready to, to do anything. Yeah, let's 
Let's get it done. Whatever it takes, they'll learn it, you know, teach it to me. I'll learn it. Uh, and that's, it really was about survival. It was about survival during that time period. And it was about survival <laughs> and 20, uh, 21 filming the show yeah. as the actor for all of us. It was, um, it was definitely about survival. Tell, tell me about the physical and the emotional <clears throat> what's the looking for? workload that some, because like I said, it looked, you know, no offense, but it yeah. looked like you guys were stinky. You look smelly. Well, yes, we did. And <laughs> there were times we were most certainly that. And then some. <laughs> uh I'm actually a cream, a, a cream, a clean freak. Oh God. <laughs> I am. I know. So I, I always had a, a, a damp rag with me. So whenever I started to smell something shouldn't be there, I'd be like, excuse me, I'm going to be right back. <laughs> I know this is 1883, but still <laughs> I'm having to live with this. And, uh, I know, you know, method is one thing, but I ain't going that far method. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Tim, Tim said to me there were a few times you told Tim to go take a shower. Yeah, you know, yeah, there was that. Uh, I mean, sometimes you're just too tired, and I, I'm guilty of it too. I was guilty of it. Sometimes all of us were just too tired. A bath what no i just want to put my head on the pillow somewhere and lay down and sleep for just a couple of hours um very found very creative ways to uh use the restroom and in a corset and layers of clothes in the middle of nowhere with everyone around you know we all became very close <laughs> very quickly <laughs> what was it like getting in those corsets and those layers of clothes it makes you stand differently. It makes you walk differently. Yeah. Put, once that full wardrobe is on, does it put you in a sense of time and place right away where it's you're no longer Faith, you're Margaret? I, I feel that, that having the costumes, uh, Janie Bryan and all of her team, the um, incredible sets, my Lord, all of them that worked on the sets, the designers, the uh, everything that we learned how to do with with guns, artillery and and horses and wagons and saddling and tying. And it, it was all so authentic and real. Mm. That was the only way, I think, for all of us to play. Our characters authentically. Because right. we felt literally like we were in that time period. It, it didn't feel like dress up in a way that was, oh, this is fun. We're dressing up. You know, it, 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 they put us there and their genius put us there and and hair and makeup. And I, I mean, I just was I, I loved my hair so much. It's like I didn't I never wanted to take it off. I was like, no, can I just keep this forever? <laughs> Wear it all the time um, in a braid. Um, Especially in in the bathtub scene, your hair is just enormous. It makes amazing. Sense. amazing, though, right? Right. Oh, fantastic! My husband's a hairstylist, so he know you know he looked at your hair. It's like, oh my god, look at that! Looks so real. 
Yeah, it was real. I mean, I have very, very curly hair. Like uh, Tim, you're um, the head of the hair department who was responsible for creating the looks for the hair. And Taylor, because I, I I spoke to Taylor and said, I being from the South yeah. and having very, very, very curly hair, um, the humidity I felt would be in my favor uh, with curly hair. It would make life easier for for everyone. Um, however, there were days that just like, whoo, okay, well, <laughs> maybe that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> and, uh, Tim, you're so genius at it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was, I, I just love being able to let it go, you know, and I, the bathtub scene though, I love, I have to say, I, I wish I could replicate that in some way. The scene and, and mm-hmm. the hair. <laughs> my hair's never looked that good while I was taking a bath, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. I mean, the things we learn. <laughs> um, and that bathtub, by the way, if you bought that bathtub today for your house, some antique, beautiful, what was it? It looked like it was brass. It was, it was copper, gorgeous. yeah. Yeah, it's a copper. Gorgeous, gorgeous bathtub. I know. I, I tried to take it with me. I, I couldn't get out the door. I mean, they definitely saw me. It was, yeah, I could have been arrested. Probably should have been. Well, obviously, I mean, it's not often you take on acting gigs. What made you say, you know what? I'm going to take this on and not only take, you know, a one-off movie or, you know, a guest appearance on an episodic, but full-on 10 episodes. What convinced you to do it? Um, the, the writing, mm. yeah. the writing period, uh, the writing and the ch- chance to, uh, Tim and I have been approached to do things together in the past. Uh, we've been married for 26 years this year. So, uh, we've done pretty much everything that you could possibly do together from a career standpoint, except for this. Mm. And, uh, it was after reading the script, it, we just both felt so incredibly blessed, to be honest with you, that first of all, we were available, had the time and that we it actually came our way. Like it, we got this and how could we not pass it up? Um, I mean, I had no idea what it was like to, to, to film. A, a, I felt like we were filming a movie, to be honest with you. Um, the, the one thing that was important for me uh, and regarding Tim and I working together, uh, I, I just said, look, we're not going to be able to run lines, talk about the scene ever. Uh, it has to be, you know, the moment we set foot on set and the cameras are rolling, that's when I hear James for the first time and you hear Margaret for the first time in our conversations together because we know one another so well, right. do you know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't want to presume or assume anything about what he may or may not do. I wanted it to, I wanted it to be in the moment. And that was how I had to approach us working those scenes together. Do you remember the very first audition you ever went on for an acting role? For an acting role? Yeah. I've been on many, but I tell you one um, that had the most impact on me. They're, they're terrifying. It's like, wow. Um, <laughs> don't ever want to do that again, even though <laughs> do, uh, but 
Yes, I I read for um oh my goodness. Oh Lord help me. Okay, I read for Cold Mountain um for Anthony Mangella, God rest his soul, for uh the part that went to the amazing um Natalie Portman. And mm. I I read I believe the rape scene and, and, and another one, it was intense. Okay. And, and I, I've been on, had been on a few readings, mm-hmm. nothing like that, but I worked my tail off to be prepared for that reading. Because for me personally, I thought I have got to prove to myself, first of all, this is serious work. It is a craft that needs to be respected. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect, Tim and I both, we respect songwriters, the creators of music. And it, it is not something you just sit down and put down a piece of paper and start writing. I mean, there's a real craft to it. Uh, so I just, I didn't want to disappoint myself, but I certainly did not want to disappoint Anthony Mangella. I was asked to read for this part and I, I didn't get the, obviously I didn't get the part. <laughs> But it was good that I didn't for many reasons. I wasn't the right person or good enough. But Anthony, I spent an hour and a half with him and and the casting directors. And he sent me the most incredible letter after the reading. It was almost almost three pages long, handwritten. Um, And I don't care that anyone, well, now people know about it, but it was good that I did not get that part because what it did for me, it allowed, it taught me that, you know what, you, you must work period. you got even going, even if you don't get something, you don't get what you're working towards, mm. put the effort in, like go all in, put the effort in and you will be rewarded because you prove to yourself, you actually can be that disciplined. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's real discipline. It's a discipline. And, and I'm a mom of three and I'm all over the place. And my mind's always going, you know, and I'm type A and everything's got to be said. And that acting takes you out of that, takes me out of that, that place. Because again, it's, uh, I'm not me, I'm uh, the character, uh, but that was one of the most incredible experiences I ever had. I thought I was going to die before I went in to read for it. I thought I was literally going to change my mind and call my agent and say, I, I can't, I'm too scared. Um, cause I get really, really nervous as most people do. It's just so unnatural to go in and, and okay, now go. And, Right. Have you ever done it? I'm sure you, I mean, you look like, I, an, you've, I mean, I, I do it, but l- let me tell you, m- most of, you know, most of my job mm-hmm. I, is covering red carpets, not the same as acting, not making, not saying it's the same, but every red carpet I go to, to this day, Faith, I get nervous. Well, but because you have to come up, okay. You have to just, you have to know who's coming and ask, what new question are you going to ask someone that hasn't, they haven't been asked like two seconds later. Right. And it's just, it's, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. If I'm not feeling a hundred percent, I've got to give a hundred percent. Cause That's right. you know, yeah. you so much more cause you're on camera. So you can't just be 
mm -hmm. really flat because it's going to come off even flatter on camera. So right. you know, walking into those rooms, you know, as an actor, I can't imagine it. Um, but I love the fact that you're embracing the journey of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it wasn't about whether you got the role or not. It's okay. This, this, I, I had to do this for a reason. I did. I had, I really had to prove to myself. I, I really did because um, I'm a hard worker. I come from a hardworking family that I just, we just, that's how, I, how it was raised. Right. That's how we work. But this is a different kind of hard work. This is the kind of work that you have to really, um, it's different than going out and working outside and mowing a, a yard or I don't know. You don't see an immediate result from the work you've put in, which is harder for me. I like to, if I clean something, oh, okay, now it's clean. Yay, I did my job. <laughs> Not like that. You don't get that immediate reaction. And, and so it was important to me to prove that I could actually do something so incredibly difficult for such a great director as well. So that was something that was ne has never been seen, but that fueled my fire. I love acting so much. Um, directors are important. Writing is so important, just like songs. I mean, it does start with that creation. Uh, and there's just so many people involved. I wish everyone could see all, uh, everyone that's behind the scenes that make it all happen. I mean, you know that it's like uh, without all, all of those great and talented, wonderful people that we would be able to, we wouldn't get the job done. Do you still have the letter? I do. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's, something, that's something you have to cherish. Wow. I do. Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, when is the next acting gig for you? What are we going to see next? What do you want to do? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to kick somebody's butt. I want to fight. You want to fight. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. I understand. No. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> no, I forget who said that. <laughs> I, know, I, I think we knew what you meant, but do you, are there action yeah. movies you look at and say, God, I wish I could be in that, or I wish I could have done something like that. Well, I, I, I say that, and then I just go learn the fight scene and go, did it. Okay. See, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. I obviously want to do something that's incredibly challenging for me. I like that. I like to learn a, a new skill. Um, lots of new skills. I'll, it's hard to answer that question because I don't want to put myself in a box and I hope I get the chance to do it again uh, at some point. It would be, you know, I would, if it was the right thing, I would, I would be up for it. Yeah. What TV shows are you watching that you enjoy? Um, oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. That's what I can do. I could be a sister. Ted Lasso. Do you need, did you know, Ted Lasso, did you know you had a sister? <laughs> here, here I am. No, I do love that show though. It's really What do you good. love about it? What do I love about the show? Yeah. I, I think it is a, uh, I love the humor. I, I, I just, that is my type of uh, humor. I'm the goofiest person on the planet and constantly, yeah. I, to be around people that can understand that is, it makes my life a lot easier. 
Um, <laughs> but I, but I feel like it is it it reminds us about humanity. Mm-hmm. It reminds us that that we all that, that we are human and people have thoughts, they have feelings, they go through things, and you you know we actually can sit down and talk about it and maybe come out on the other side and actually still be able to have a drink together or a burger, whatever it is, or a salad, whatever you eat. I don't know. It, it, it just, to me, it, it's just, it's, it's well-written. The acting is incredible. I, I love every actor on that show. It just, I don't know. I feel like we had, for, we've forgotten that part of humanity in a way. It feels human. <laughs> Would you ever want to do a musical? Would I ever want to do a musical on stage or on screen? Either. Both, either. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have been, um, you know, I wish I would have done Mary Pop. I was actually asked to do Mary Poppins. I wish I could have done that. That would have on, been. On stage? Yeah. 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 I don't, sure. I would do a musical, but it would really have to depend on what it was. Yeah. Tell sure. me more about this Mary Poppins. What was it going to be for? Uh, Broadway, Mary, the Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, the Mary Poppins. Yeah. Years, years ago, years ago, everyone calls me Mary Poppins. My kids do because honey, when I go traveling, I got that bag and I pull stuff out and I go, shoot, I didn't realize that bag held so much. (laughs) I pack for the apocalypse when we're traveling, when we're road tripping. So, but that's not why I want to do Mary Poppins. It's a great story. And it, it, I, it, yeah, it was one of those, it just wasn't the right time. I couldn't do it. I wasn't really available. So well, I don't know. It just depends what comes. Awesome. <laughs> I love talking to you. You too. It was fun. We could talk all day. I know. I know. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I hope they come up with a season two and that you and Tim do it because I want to see more of Margaret and James. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to see you. Same here. Um, Stay safe and be well. And hopefully the next time we see each other, it's in person. I hope so too. Thank you. Bye. 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 That was Faith Hill. 1883 is available on Paramount+. Thanks for listening to Just for Variety. I'll see you next time. But for now, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you soon. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.